Seductive evening, friend of the criminal, enters like an accomplice, a stalking wolf. Charles Baudelaire Leaving the Palais de Justice, Inspector Michel Devaux, detective of the Sûreté, inhaled deeply, clearing away the stink of the jail with the scent of incipient rain. Cold, moist air prickled his skin. Above the glare of the arc lamps, lowering clouds swallowed the stars, the waning moon thin as a fingernail paring. He glanced up at the corner of the conciergerie, where the oldest clock in Paris told him it was just after midnight. The adrenaline of the hunt and arrest had drained away during the questioning of his prisoner. His body ached for home and sleep, but his mind remained watchful. He could spend an hour playing his guitar instead of staring at the ceiling, unreeling horrors. The axe murders had been particularly gruesome. The killer's grandmother and her equally ancient maid hacked into pieces. Yet the hunt for the killer had served as distraction from even uglier childhood memories. Twenty-six years ago yesterday, the Paris Commune had claimed rulership of the city. Two months later... Their reign ended in slaughter. His own life ended then. Ended and began again. Music might ward off all kinds of blood-drenched nightmares. The march wind gusted and the rain came down cold and sharp as needles. Michel turned up the collar of his jacket and set out across the Ile de la Cité. The pale limestone of the city looked ghostly in the night. The right bank was all but silent, but looking over to the left, he caught glimpses of the activity always brewing in the cafes of the student quarter. He made his way past Notre-Dame, where the illuminated carvings of kings and saints glistened with rain. Soon, its rooftop gargoyles would be gushing. He crossed the small bridge to the tiny Ile Saint-Louis and turned to follow the slant of the quay down toward his apartment. A man stood under the trees at the far point of the island, his shape dark against the lamplit shimmer of the inky water. Michel knew no one had followed him from the detective's bureau, but any detective could have enemies lying in wait. On guard, he continued to approach, listening for other movements to the side or behind. No one else. The shadowed figure struck a match, cupping it against the rain as he lit a thinly rolled cigarette. The quiver of light revealed one of Blaise Dancier's henchmen, his homme d'amni, Jacques Le Rouge. For a damned soul, he had an oddly angelic face, though his hair was red as hellfire. Le Rouge was not for the hair, but for the throats he cut. The red scarf around his neck was deliberately provocative. Michel stopped waited. Jacques gave a brusque nod toward the right bank. Moving forward, Michel saw a carriage waiting just across the Pont Louis-Philippe. Intrigued but not apprehensive, Michel followed Le Rouge over the bridge to the waiting carriage and climbed inside. With a sharp snap of the whip, the coachman set off through the narrow cobbled streets of the sleeping Marais district, where the lavish abodes of 16th-century aristocrats were now the crowded homes of poor Jews. The roads smoothed as they moved into increasingly fashionable areas. Rain drumming on the roof was the only sound. 
The street lamps sent stray slices of light through the carriage windows, showing Michel, his companion, watching him with ice-blue eyes. Normally, he tried to bribe someone like Jacques Lerouge to give up tidbits of information about his employer, but Dancier tossed gifts to beggars bigger than Michel's bribes. And a bribe wouldn't have worked with the taciturn Lerouge. Michel already knew that he was utterly loyal. Blaise Dancier could inspire that. Criminel extraordinaire, Dancier had done it all. Thief, pimp, assassin. Michel could not bring himself to call such a man a friend. Neither would he deny that he enjoyed Dancier's company and valued their odd alliance. Still, Michel was surprised when the coachman entered the courtyard of Dancier's home on the far side of L'Empereur Garnier.